0: What will RV shows look like in 2021? They've already began with one of the biggest happening right now in Tampa, Florida. We're gonna talk about all the details that you need to know about RV shows in 2021 on this episode of the RV Miles podcast. RV Miles is brought to you by LL Bean. L.L. Bean is a proud partner of the National Park Foundation, and you can help them support the parks by shopping their limited edition National Park Collection. Every time you purchase products from the National Park Collection, which includes totes, shirts, hats, patches, and more, you're helping to protect, restore, and improve parks throughout the U.S. Search National Park Collection at LLBean.com and be an outsider with LL Bean. to episode 179 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And
1: I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more.
0: We are coming to you this week from Waco, Texas, another one of those towns that we love that are just you know these sort of medium-sized cities that are that have so much to offer. Such a big heart. That's big heart. It's big heart Texas. (laughs) There's a heck of a lot to do and a lot of Mm -hmm. cool interesting unique things. I think we're finding that a lot more and more. We talk about this a lot how a lot of these mid-sized cities have like really unique things that are just their own.
1: I mean Waco is the home of Dr. Pepper. It is. For and, anyone who drinks lipstick, this is your town.
0: And of course, it's the home of Chip and Joanna Gaines oh, from well, Fixer of course, Upper.
1: Of course it is.
0: Uh, and we're going to talk about Waco uh, uh, quite a bit on a future episode. Uh, but this week, we're going to talk a bit about RV shows and, and what you might expect if you head to one this year and where they're happening and if they're happening and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cut and dry in 2020. They pretty much all got canceled. So we knew what to expect. Once COVID rolled in in the spring, it just, they started firing off. And then we realized, because I have spent a little bit of time updating our article on RV shows, because it is one of the actually most searched articles out there this time of year, RV shows. And so I spent some time updating ours across the board, across the country. There's just there's no rhyme or reason to how this is happening.
0: There are a lot of cancellations happening right now as we speak.
1: Last minute too, a lot of last minute cancellations. And I think that that's a really good point. And we'll make it later again, but that you might see one happening now doesn't mean it's going to happen when it actually rolls around.
0: But I wanted to kick off the show today with talking about something that I've seen cropping up uh, quite a bit from different RV owners that are surprised when they open up their statement from their bank, uh, you know, showing what they owe on their loan and finding out that their payment has jumped drastically. And uh, usually the reason was that bank has gone and taken out insurance for them because either they let their insurance lapse or they switched insurance companies and didn't let the bank know and the bank didn't you know figure it out so the bank is actually able to go in and put uh, what they call forced placement insurance which is is basically insurance that covers them and it costs lots of money it's like hundreds of dollars so your payment may jump from four hundred dollars a month to eight hundred dollars a month because your bank put insurance out on you because it's they own the rv technically right
1: i had no idea this existed until you brought it up earlier today and the first thing i did was i ran got online not that we've switched our insurance or anything but sometimes things just feel shady and so i just i immediately got online and i was like okay Okay, we're good, we're
0: good. <laughs> but you can, you, this happens with RVs, with automobiles, with homes, uh, that the bank wants to make sure that they're they're covered and they have the ability to do this. And the worst part is that you're actually not, in, you're not covered by that insurance they take out, only they are. So, so- here's
1: my question about this <laughs> though, because I have a lot of questions, but I'll just ask ask this one. Was the owner of the RV who has the loan were they given any kind of notice? you're
0: generally not given warning now they the, the bank if they want to they might go out and, and and give you a warning but usually what happens is you drop your insurance coverage that insurance company notifies the bank of any changes you might and you might not just you might not be dropping your insurance coverage entirely. maybe you decide you want to go with cheaper insurance and you're dropping the amount you have covered and you made an agreement when you took out that loan with the bank, to have a minimum level of coverage that they expect, and if it if the new coverage you have is below that, you could have a problem. I've also seen this happen to people who have changed insurance companies, and somehow there was a mix-up, in that bank uh, just thought you dropped insurance and didn't get new insurance. So, this, yeah, I do uh,
1: feel like fifty percent of this, if not more, I, is a little bit on the owner. I mean, if if you're going to make a change like that, that all charges an agreement that you had on a loan for something, go that extra mile. Make sure that the bank knows you're doing this. Give them the new information if you're getting a different policy. Talk to them first, maybe even about if you want to lower the coverage. Yeah, if that's even possible, because what would be really, really, really stress inducing is to get into this situation and have your loan be four or five hundred dollars more than what you were paying and now you're backtracking.
0: Exactly. Well, and- what's happening right now is a lot of people are, you know, in a situation where they're maybe job hunting mm-hmm. um, because they lost their job because of COVID or whatever and and they think, well, I'm not using my RV for the winter, I'm going to cut the insurance on it and pick it back up in the spring or something like that. And that's a that's know, is going to get them only into more financial trouble.
1: Yeah. Always talk to your financial institution first before you make any sort of change that has to do with a loan, because, you know, maybe they could help you, too, especially if it's a COVID-related, job-related situation. Perhaps they have some kind of relief that they can offer you. A lot of banks, a lot of lenders are doing that right now. So it really does kind of behoove you to Just be upfront about what's going on. There's no shame in it whatsoever. You are not alone. A lot of people are struggling right now. And so there are resources being put into place. So save yourself the heartache of getting that bill. And just, you know, if this is a situation you are in, go and talk to your loan agency.
0: I went into a little bit more detail about this on a YouTube video. And you can check that out as well. I'll link to it in the show notes.
1: Oh, is that what you were doing today? Yeah. No, oh, okay.
0: Actually Abby'll link it to it in the show notes because she puts the show notes together. So I don't know why I always say I'll link to it because I don't. I never do. <laughs> uh,
1: I know. I think at this point I have a really clear path on how to get these things done quickly. And we both fall into roles like that. I think it's really common for couples that I think if you sat down and tried to do that and we flipped and I sat down and tried to edit a video, we'd probably be in the same position staring at the same screen like forty eight hours later. <laughs> It's just, it's more efficient.
0: (laughs) The other thing I want to talk about is a piece of news from the RV Industry Association. They released the number, the final numbers for sales for last year, rounding out right around 500,000 units sold um, last year, which is the fourth best year for RV sales ever. And, you know, that sounds like a lot. And there's been so much talk over the last 10 months about the boom in RV sales, especially because a lot of people expected 2020 to be a slow year for RV sales. January and February started off very, very slow. But I I guess what what I want to point out though is fourth best isn't isn't incredible. I mean, most industries are having their best year, year after year, you grow every year. It's great for, for the industry, but we talk about all these new RV owners, how many new RVers there are that are, you know, gobbling up the campgrounds and they don't know what to do and they're leaving the trash and they're figuring it's not that much more than usual.
1: You know, what's interesting to me though, first off, I'm curious, are you surprised that it was only fourth best and it didn't land in like the top two, just based off all the chatter and noise of 2020 and, and sort of all the like hoo-ha that's been made about RV sales, us included
0: I'm i was a little surprised. I'm surprised. Yeah. and I think I think the lesson is though that it i it, it was really about the fact that manufacturers couldn't make inventory. So yeah. the inventory on the lots was dwindling and dwindling and dwindling, and it's still fairly low. It's getting back up. But it, it because of that, it was harder and harder to buy an RV. So it felt like there was just like, you know twice as many sold as any other year.
1: Right. I think that for me, that was one thing that stuck out was inventory. The fact that we knew that, you know, things had halted for a while and they were still able to sell 500,000. I think the biggest thing for me though, the, the most shocking of all of that, that it landed in the top five of all time is that in the middle of a pandemic, when we see the heartbreaking numbers of unemployment rising and the amount of people who have lost their jobs that this industry somehow still managed to sell 500,000 RVs Yeah. blows my mind. And in some ways sort of really brings to light to me sort of the, the very stark differences in our social ladder in this country well, that we can be in the middle of a pandemic and have as many millions of people not even able to pay their rent. And then there are those who are thankfully fortunate enough to be able to still take their vacations and go purchase an RV. And that is not a, that's not shade on anyone who bought at all. But that to me, when I hear that number, it's just amazing how everyone experienced 2020 in such vastly different ways.
0: Well, I think you also had those some people that bought an RV as an economic decision, like they sold their house mm-hmm. cuz they couldn't afford the payments and and bought an RV and moved into it. There's always when something like this happens like the pandemic and you know big economic downturns. There's always a lot of levers being pulled. It's yeah. not everybody, you know, is losing money at an equal amount some right. people some people get rich off a of pandemic uh some people get rich off a of neck uh, off of a depression or a recession and and some people don't there's always a, a whole bunch of different things happen and that's when why when all these people say uh, you know about all the used rvs that are going to be available next year because people won't want to RV anymore. Once they can fly again, they won't be able to make their payments and there's repossessions and, and all this sort of stuff. I think the answer is always, yes, all of that is going to happen. And, and there's going to be more buyers and, and, and there's always so many different things happening at once, not, you can't just expect one thing, and it's, so it's always a it's always a question of which one of those pressures wins out and it mm-hmm. makes the strongest push.
1: Yeah, it just it was a number inside a year that everyone experienced together, but experienced in such vastly different ways. Mm-hmm. And so you know, for this to be the fourth largest year for the RV industry is surprising, and also. Uh, Not as high as I thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah. Based off what we were hearing. It's a really interesting thing. And we'll see how this year goes and what happens with that. And there's no question. I'm not making any predictions. There is no question that (laughs) people are camping more. Whether they're buying more RVs or whether they already own an RV. They're spending more nights in RVs. They're certainly renting more RVs. My gosh.
1: I feel like for 2021, you and I are out of this conversation. Camping is camping. RV ownership is RV ownership. I can't add to the fire anymore. People are out there. We're all doing it. Welcome. That's what it is. I, I mean, we're feeling it just trying to, you know, book for Florida at the in the fall. I'm trying to book for Thanksgiving and I, I can't find anywhere. So at this point, I think what we're going to do is we're just going to aim for Fort Pickens and they're actually not going to open up reservations for that till may then i'm going to have to be for the first time in my life
0: one of those people one of those
1: people on at midnight (laughs) trying to get us a spot
0: yeah Yeah. all right well we'll see what happens as the year progresses and as always we'll follow all this and keep you updated as much as we can we're gonna take a break and (laughs) when we come back we're gonna talk about you know, ways you can buy more RVs <laughs> yeah, by going to RV shows.
1: Let's let's just make 2021 go right through the roof. Just blow 2020 out of the water. We'll be right back.
0: Outdoor enthusiasts of all stripes will enjoy Pelican gear on their adventures. Hard-sighted Pelican Elite coolers are all made in America and are available in a wide number of sizes. Get a 20-quart for short day trips, a 50-quart for week-long adventures, or a wheeled 45-quart to keep the fun rolling along. Pelican backs all their hard-sided coolers with a lifetime warranty, too. RV Miles listeners can get a free DayVenture Tumblr when they visit EliteCooler.com rvmiles RV Miles and spend over $100. Did you know that FMCA is the world's largest nonprofit RV club? Used to be available only to motorhome owners, and now it is available to any RV owner. Travel with peace of mind, knowing FMCA has your back and is protecting your family from roadside mishaps, saving you money, providing RV education and more. One of their best benefits is the available roadside rescue, which is one of our favorite roadside assistance programs. If you listen to last week's episode, it's $129 a year for towables and $159 a year for motorized RVs. And it covers fuel delivery, lockout service, tire change, battery boost, tech assistance, and more. It's available in the US and Canada, and you can even extend your coverage to additional family members living in your household and all your additional passenger vehicles. Membership is $85 for your first year or $75 upon renewal. With the code RVMILES21, you can save $10 instantly and join for just $75 for your first year. To join up or view a full list of benefits, visit fmca.com or call 800-543-3622. It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. Three pieces of antique jewelry, a locket, a pin, and a ring, have ages whose sum is 310 years. The sum of two times the age of the locket five years ago and the age of the pin 10 years ago is 240 years. The difference between three times the locket's age in three years and two times the ring's age four years ago is zero. Find the ages of the locket, pin, and the ring.
1: Are you even speaking English right now? Uh, <laughs> like I just—I'm curious. What is this <laughs> language you are talking to me in right now? What is the answer here, Mister well, Epperson? Because nobody, nobody emailed us <laughs> with this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the locket is 83 years old. The pin is 94 years old and the ring is 103 years old. And then you can add the three to verify that it gets up to 310 because so you've got three equations that you have to put together. Locket pin and the ring are 310 years old together. Look, there's a lot of math involved and it comes out to
1: if Jack was given this for school. Well, I would literally be like,
0: if I was given for this, skip
1: it, skip it. We're moving on. You're never going to own this jewelry anyway. What's it matter? We'll have
0: an easier brain teaser (laughs) later on in the show. It it. (laughs) it might not be as easy as what year was Christmas and New Year celebrated in the same year.
1: Best (laughs) brain teaser (laughs)
0: ever. Ever. Uh, All right. We want to talk about RV shows.
1: What are we going to talk about? There, what can we say about the 2021 <sighs> RV show season?
0: There are RV shows happening.
1: Mm-hmm. There's there, one happening right now.
0: There aren't as many as normal in a given year. There's quite a bit of reduction, wouldn't you say? You're the one that puts this article yes, together.
1: I absolutely would say that.
0: So we do every year. We So we do this article on the website that is RV shows state by state. So you can actually look up your state and which RV shows are happening in that area. And Abby compiles it um, and tries to keep it updated. It's been sort of a mess over the last year because who the heck knew what anything, they all got canceled and some didn't get canceled and then lots got canceled last minute. Anyway, they're happening this year. There are fewer, but, uh, and there are differences that are happening at them. So some of those differences are uh, the fact that the just fewer dealerships are participating in them. because inventory is still low it is gaining and gaining i keep talking to dealers i keep talking to manufacturers and finding out where they are and they are getting back on track they're getting getting close to back on track a lot of what's happening is fulfilling orders from ordered rvs for customers and then they're filling the dealership orders um But they're they're getting there, which would mean that dealers might then have the incentive to take a whole bunch of RVs to an RV show. You know, sometimes they drive hundreds of miles or not more. They drive all these RVs to these RV shows and they're hoping to not leave with all of them. (laughs) Um, Nobody,
1: Nobody wants to drive all those there and then drive them all back.
0: But part of what goes into this is pricing. A lot of the reason that people go to RV shows, one is just a dream, right? One's to sort of get an idea of what's out there and what's available and what all the different brands offer. And another is to get deals. There are often really good deals to be had at RV shows because they want to have a good show. They want that investment. They want it to be covered because it costs them a lot of money to be a part of an RV show. So you're going to see smaller RV shows. There are dealers still going to them. Um, they are showing more used units from the little reconnaissance we've done than than they normally would have, which is, you know, which is okay. I think a lot of people are interested in used units.
1: And I will say off of the bat, because we have talked about how RV shows are varying from state to state a little bit, especially as I noticed when I was uh, updating this article, but one thing across the board is if your RV show was hosted by good Sam, All of those are canceled for 2021. It doesn't matter if that was being hosted at the beginning of the year or the end of the year. Good Sam, which is owned by Camping World, has decided to cancel all 2021 RV shows. They're already setting their dates for most in 2022.
0: And Good Sam is pretty much the biggest producer of some of these smaller local RV shows and I don't mean small but smaller than some of the big shows Absolutely.
1: I mean they do, I would say just on this article and of course I don't know about every single RV show that's out there. We always learn about new ones as they pop up and ones that have faded away with time. But I would say 50% there and around of what I have in this article is good Sam mm-hmm. And they have just said across the board that in you know the best interest of everyone involved, that the 2021 show is being canceled. We look forward to seeing you in 2022. So we know that that's happening. So if you've got someone in, you know, if you've got one in your area that was supposed to be hosted by Good Sam, it's not going to happen this year.
0: Most of the RV shows that are happening so far early on this year that we're talking about are outdoor shows. And I think that's part of why there's a little bit more comfort in putting them on. Though, you know, obviously there are some COVID safety issues to worry about going in and out of RVs.
1: So that was another trend I noticed in the article that a lot of these winter shows that normally happen indoors up in the Midwest and Northern states, those are pretty much all being canceled. There's a small select hand few that are still going on. But for the most part, if it was an indoor show in the winter, that has been Canceled. A lot of the southern shows are still happening, but again, it's varying from state to state. So, you know, you can always go over to this article that we have and check out to see if you're even interested in going, whether or not it's happening. I'll link to it in the show notes. But one of the things I think we need to stress as we talk about this is that it might say it's happening now, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. And I'm not a hundred percent sure that I would encourage anyone to travel for one of these larger RV shows because right now, you you just don't know.
0: There's uh, the the ones that manufacture the way RV shows work in general is that there are that most of them are ran by dealerships. Most of the sort of mid sized to smaller ones are ran by dealerships. Um, and um, a couple of the bigger ones, uh, the dealerships partner closer with manufacturers. And, um, and you'll see manufacturers really coming to hawk their wares at, at those shows. The, uh, the ones that the manufacturers are participating in in that way, like Tampa, which is happening right now, some manufacturers are pulling out of, some are bringing less stuff to, um, but they're all still, you know, they're selling new products. They're trying to make a splash. They're trying to make, um, they're trying to make some things happen. So they're, they're still there, and it's still happening. There's still stuff to see. It's just not as many RVs, but it's also not as many people. We yeah. are hearing about. Attendance being down and I think that's a good thing um, and it, uh, at Tampa and expected to be down at the court site RV show Which is uh, also about to happen or happening now. It is
1: happening at the end of the month I think it starts. I've got it here. Actually, it starts in just two days So it's supposed to start on the 16th. We're recording the this on Friday.
0: So yeah, Thursday. Oh, uh, oh today's Thursday today is We're Thursday. We're recording this on Thursday. We're, so this starts on Saturday.
1: You are very <laughs> mixed up because you have done three podcasts in the score of like one week whereas I have only done two you have done three so I can understand your (laughs) days are all blending together yes
0: um so uh, you know what do you get when you go to an RV show you get you, you get to walk around these units and and see what might work for you if you're an if you own an RV already you might know kind of what you like and be able to sort of zone in on the type of units that you think might be better if you did want to sort of trade up. If you've never owned an RV before, you can sort of get a feeling for all the stuff that that is possible. And it usually first RV shows for people are really an eye-opening experience. Like they always wanted a class B motor home and now they've seen all this other stuff and realized that they were kind of zoning in on something.
1: Yeah. You that, never forget your first RV show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that they were zoning in on something <laughs> just because they had a feeling about it and, that, and they didn't really know about some of the other stuff available. So they're great experiences for that. They have seminars, although the seminars are being cut back quite a bit this year mm-hmm. because they don't want people sitting next to each other. And, uh, and, and they're just sort of a place where you can see lots of products from suppliers that offer things that are you know nice for camping although they also often are full of like people selling hot tubs and and windows for your home as well and decks and <laughs>
1: yeah. and all that's
0: very strange <laughs> but. sometimes
1: there's even crafts yeah. you know someone's selling like they've knitted some scarves <laughs> and you know they've knitted some hats and it just it really depends and i think it's important that we say we are not here to tell you what to do We are not here to tell you whether you should or should not go. I think it's pretty clear that we are not going to any RV shows at the moment. And that is mostly because of COVID. But then also, even though we know they have all these safety features in place and they are asking for masks and and whatnot, we also recognize that we are a family of five. And for us to attend an RV show is for us to attend with our kids. And so we ourselves have the potential to take up a lot of space yeah in and you know, and to go into an r v is all five of us is just us going in potentially and so there's a lot of factors that go into it for us, and I have to ask myself, what will I get out of it right now i Jason and I have been wanting and trying for Years to get to some of these bigger RV shows. 2020 was really supposed to be the year that we were going to hit all of these bigger RV shows. And then that all fell to whatever. And so then when we started thinking about 2021, we knew that the front half of 2021 wasn't going to be a possibility. So we began looking at the back half. And at this point, the soonest we're thinking of anything like that for us is going to be something like open house in Elkhart in September. That's us. That's not me telling you to do the same thing. That's just me sharing my thoughts on that and how we navigate as a family to events like this, knowing that, you know, we can't get a babysitter. We take our kids with us. So just take that into account when you think about it. And will you enjoy it? With some of the missing pieces of an RV show, um, with some of the necessary restrictions that are in place right now. Will you enjoy it? Would you enjoy that if you went to Disney World right now? Some of these RV shows are crazy huge like Disney World. You know, so those are just things to think about.
0: One of my biggest questions is, you know, what the deals are like. And if you right. if you happen to be, have gone to a Disney, uh, a show this year. I've talked to a few people that have, but I'd like to know, uh, were you were there deals? Um, because prices are high on RVs right now.
1: Well, they sold 500,000 units in 2020. Yeah. You know, we know that the manufacturers are recovering in regards to producing the RVs. There's not a huge, huge backlog, but suppliers are still struggling to get stuff out. Be, it's still a constant, you know, just ball in motion that we don't know what's going to happen and when it happens. And so, you could get there and the things you want to see might not be there.
0: The other thing I want to caution you about, too, that one of the issues right now is, as Abby just mentioned, su- supplier backlogs. And
1: those window guys could not be there. <laughs> there could not be someone there to sell you a new porch.
0: What, what is happening um, with a lot of the new units that are being delivered right now is there are a lot of substitutions being made where you know like you it might have a different toilet than it was supposed to come with than what is on the website so you didn't get that
1: porcelain throne (laughs) that you thought you were gonna get
0: because well toilets are actually one of the biggest things that have been hard to come by there's a big RV toilet backlog.
1: I think that is happening right now. That is so on point
0: for this. Very on brand for toilets. Yes, it's just it's so
1: on point for how things went in 2020 and how things seem to be going in 2021 because 2021 apparently didn't get the memo. So that that does not surprise me. Now
0: we're shopping for RVs as we've mentioned. We're we're heavily into shopping right now. Um, We're planning on upgrading our rig sometime this year
1: palms are sweating so
0: we have gone to dealerships and I we would love to be able to go to RV shows and I mean oh yeah there's not none around us anyway but to be able to do some of that shopping but I have to say like I feel like you probably get a lot of the same experience by just going to a dealership right now that you would going to an RV show
1: well we had a really good experience at the RV dealership that we just went to we went to Funtown RV here in Waco and we had a really wonderful woman who was incredibly hands-off yeah her name was Mandy she was super hands-off in the best way
0: but also really helpful in like with if I had ideas a- yes and, yeah
1: she would uh, she would answer the question she was masked up she would answer the question if I had it but For the most part, she just let us go in and let us do our thing. And then if I had a question or you did whatever, she would answer it. But there was really, we never encountered anyone else while we were walking around the lot. There were people there, but we weren't, you know, someone wasn't waiting to come into the rig. We were looking at, you know, there wasn't a lot of traffic in that respect. And so it felt really comfortable. It felt like I could take my time looking at the rig because, you know, I am one of those people that if I know I'm holding up the line because they are at RV shows only going to allow so many people inside to look at a rig at a time, which is an excellent idea. I fully support that. If I'm in there and I know there's people waiting, I'm going to start getting like nervous and fluttered and I'm not going to to look. I'm going to be like, okay, everybody just, just get out, just, just get out and we'll go to the next one. And that, then I, then I just won't have a nice time. <laughs> so this was the complete opposite because there was no one really at the dealership at the time we chose to go, which was, you know, a weekday right after lunch. Um, and I would say if you miss that experience of an RV show and you don't feel comfortable going right now, consider something like that to go look at a few rigs you're interested in at a dealership.
0: If you do go to an RV show and you want to find ways to avoid the crowds, we've uh, we've actually we have given tips for visiting RV shows in the past and trying to avoid the crowds and and getting everything done. And I think those apply, you know, many fold here Mm -hmm. in this situation. So the best advice I can give you if you're going to an RV show and you want to try to get what you need to get done and avoid people is is to make a plan and uh and really know what you want to see you can actually usually go on the website of that rv show and usually they have a map of where different dealers and different types of units are going to be located and you can even call dealerships and find out what they're bringing to the show and see if there's anything that you want to see and and then you can sort of make up a plan of where to hit and where you don't need to hit because You know, if you're not interested in towables at all, you can just hit the motorhomes or whatever it might be. And, uh, and then get there right when the show opens on a weekday is probably the best way that you can avoid lots and lots of people.
1: Yeah. Bring your own hand sanitizer too, just so you have it, you know, and you don't, you know, don't have to use theirs. You can just use your own and then just use smart judgment. You know, if you don't feel good, and go, come back at another time. If it's going really great and it's really quiet, consider staying longer than you had planned in order to maybe just knock out everything you wanted to do in that one day. But at the end of all of this, you know, for me is that I, I just, my heart gets torn because I know how badly manufacturers and dealers and the industry and suppliers and, and the consumer misses and wants the RV show, you know, it, it is some, especially some of these bigger ones. They're just such a great time for community and fun. And then at the same time, nobody wants to be the super spreader event of 2021.
0: I think we're going to see some more postponed maybe to the fall. And I think everybody's kind of hoping by the fall, the country will be hopefully a good way back towards normal
1: Fingers and, crossed. And that we
0: can all experience those types of events in a, in a different way again. You can go to an RV show safely. Just, uh, just think about it and, and make a plan.
1: Yeah. And listen, hey, the Apparsons are coming for the 2022 RV shows.
0: So All of them.
1: All of them. Even though I'm, I'm buying an RV this year, most likely, maybe, who knows. I still just, I just love RV shows. It's like car shows. It's like, it's like in Chicago when we would go to the auto show. Yeah. I was not there to buy a two door anything, <laughs> but I was going to get in the two door something. Yeah. Yeah. And check it out. And I was going to get the concession food. And sometimes. I even (laughs) The
0: the really expensive. Yeah. I was going to get that
1: $12 beer. (laughs) And sometimes I was even going to be able to renew my driver's license. Oh, yeah. The
0: Chicago Auto Show. You can renew your driver's license. It was so dope
1: because I could get that done. (laughs) While and I last time I did it, Henry was in a stroller. (laughs) And I got I got (laughs) renewed my driver's license. And I thought this. This is great. This is why we come every single year. So I look forward to all of those really kitschy things returning because they're just fun.
0: Yes. I look forward to walking through 600 RVs and not, you know, feeling starting to feel like they all look the same and not I knowing which is which. This will be great. I can't wait.
1: <laughs> I am I look forward to it. And I know when it does all 100% come back. It's just going to be bigger and better. And we're going to have a great time.
0: All right, let's take a break and we'll come back with our fresh tank, black tank. Be right back. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did I mention all of that is included free in the app? for subscribers there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather to download the app visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store it's time to check the level of our tanks abby what's in your black tank this week
1: uh okay so my black tank this week goes to the truck driver that clipped our mirror on 35 35- yesterday and knocked off the plate, the, like the lens cover lens cover on the Thank you. turn signal i'm i'm so disgusted i just don't even want to relive it uh you know there's a lot of construction going on yeah i
0: can't totally blame the truck driver because oh, they, i can well they put the but they put those concrete barriers they are covering the line on either side of the road that is, it is not a wide enough the, road to be two lanes it should be dude, one lane
1: if you cannot get past me safely, yeah,
0: well, yeah, then you need right. to
1: hold back. A? Why are you in the left-hand lane anyway, giant truck driver? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, we can, we can blame construction and progress all we want. I'm not going to do it. This is 100 percent falling on this truck driver. <laughs> I could, I, it's so frustrating because we are just in the midst of, you know, we want to trade this truck in. We're going to be upgrading. You know, so I, I need resale value. And I just I looked at Jason when it happened and I was like, oh, well, that's not surprising. No, and it's one of those things that, you know,
0: is like right at deductible territory. Like it's yep. going to cost you the amount of your deductible. And then it's one of those things that make you, makes you think like, why the heck do I have insurance? I know. <laughs> and you know so why that, you so, have it. So you know so it's important to go. have. You know, yes. So our loan payment doesn't go up. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, what, another thing about it too was also a, let's just put the minor injury to the truck aside. Thank goodness it was a minor injury. But the driver that was reckless, the, you know, it was, also, somewhat scary because, you know, thank goodness you had the wherewithal to not sort of like jerk the wheel or, you know, yeah, make any sort of drastic movement once that sound happened because this is a massive construction zone. I mean, they just decided to tear up all. Of Waco. If
0: you're if you're driving an RV through this area, we wouldn't I would highly recommend you don't.
1: Right. And we're, right we're screaming at Garmin because it wants us to get off on an exit that doesn't exist anymore. And, you know, it was just a, a recipe for disaster. I'm so very thankful that no one was hurt. But, boy, if I could get my hands on that truck driver right now, he'd be giving me my deductible.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your fresh tank?
1: Okay, so my fresh tank has nothing to do with trucks, RVs, anything. Uh, there is a show that used to be on that you might have heard of. It used to be called Wipeout, and it would be a group of insane people who would go and compete in this obstacle course. And you know, it had the big balls, right? And so they'd jump on the big balls, they'd fall off, everybody would laugh. It was hilarious. So the show is being rebooted. On TBS, Never it
0: finally went off the air a couple of years ago, right? No,
1: it went off the air in 2014, I think. Okay. so it's been off the air for a while. So it's getting rebooted on TBS. John Cena is hosting it, which is which is a story in and of itself because the original American version of Wipeout was hosted by two Johns. Yes, and they would just like be up in their little tower behind a you know green screen. John doing-
0: Anderson and John.
1: I can't remember. One of the Johns got booted off American Idol, didn't he? Or no, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. No, There's been would, a lot of like no, presenter. No, the
0: other one was, a, was the blood. host of, uh, there's Johnny Anderson. And then there was the other John is the one that w- hosted the soup for a while. Oh, John Henson, oh, Johnny yes, Anderson John, and John yes, Henson. Yes,
1: yes, yes, Sorry, I was... This is
0: very important information. Yes.
1: Thank you, Jason, for clarifying who those Johns are. I can't believe you. Yes, I can believe you know that. Um. So anyway, it's getting my fresh tank because it's being... Rebooted. And really why it's getting my fresh tank is because we as a family, if you have Hulu, you can go and watch the British version. It's hosted by Richard Hammond, who is one of the three from Top Gear and now the grand Tour on Amazon. And the kids love it. The first season of this British version is real rough though, because they hadn't quite figured out that people could like, get really hurt.
0: On this course in South America,
1: where apparently (laughs) there are no rules, there are no rules. (laughs) Okay, so the the first few episodes I was watching, and I thought, oh, oh, I, ooh, ah, that your neck should not be hitting that bar. They caught on real quick and put in some safety measures, uh, an extreme amount of safety measures, and so it's been much more enjoyable to watch. So, but now my fresh tank is this. It's getting a a 2021 makeover. I didn't know John Cena to be a funny guy, but maybe he is. We'll We'll see. We shall see. But anyway, it should be up and running here in the next few weeks. And if you have cable or you have your dish outdoors, then you can catch it on TBS. Jay? What is your black tank this week?
0: uh somebody wrote into the r v. miles Facebook group uh about something a pet peeve of of mine that uh and I believe yours as well that it was Possibly. it was just sort of.
1: We'll see how. We'll Made see what my, me
0: think about it again.
1: Yeah, we'll see what my reaction is as we get into this. He
0: wrote. He 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 found a rule from a campground, and you know we all love our campground rules. <laughs> he he found a rule from a campground that only allowed travel trailers in the off season. In their busy season, travel trailers were not allowed. He could not figure out why that was.
1: I think my comment to him was, Ah. Uh, Another campground that thinks Class A's equal money and travel trailers equal trash.
0: That's what it is, folks. That's what it is. They don't want travel. there, are, And we've come across these from time to time. There are resorts that only allow Class A's. There are resorts that only allow Class A's and fifth wheels. There are resorts that only allow Airstreams in Class A's. There are for a whole lot of different versions of this which is totally silly because there are there are fifth wheels that are cheaper than our inexpensive travel trailer, you know, but it, it's anyway, it is just with camping um, being so popular in some of these popular areas and with these campgrounds being so well booked, they are able to make rules like this and, and not hurt because of it. They're able to make rules about what kind of customers they want. And we saw it a while back when we, did that story on that uh, Jellystone that wasn't allowing pop-up trailers. And uh, and this is just a, a different version of that.
1: Yeah, I think if you've been listening to us long enough, you probably know that at the end of the day, we think that everyone should be invited to the table. And if you don't think that, then we're probably not going to come to your camp. Right. I mean, even
0: if I had a big Class A diesel pusher and I saw that, I'd be like, I'm not going there because i know i know the people that run it are going to be snotty
1: we've had a big class a diesel pusher well it was a school bus Though yeah, i don't, I don't though, think so this campground would have right. liked that
0: no. i don't i don't i don't <laughs>
1: but i could have sh- i could have rolled up and been like but i got the paperwork i'm guessing
0: they have a 10-year rule as well at this place <laughs> very very likely i think
1: they might have a five-year rule
0: and a bus conversion rule <gasps> can,
1: can we talk about rules? the 10-year rule for a minute sure because So we're talking about anything made after 2011. Right. That is crazy to me because we have seen photos of 10 year and older rigs like up for sale that look great. That look like they could be on the lot today.
0: Generally, there are some Uh, campgrounds that apply. So the 10 year rule is there are some campgrounds that have a rule that they don't allow rigs that are 10 years or old or older and some campgrounds apply that rule very strictly but it's rare usually the whole purpose from that for that rule is for them to be able to turn away junkers without saying you're a junker you're a junker it's their way of like we put this rule in place so we can be like yeah uh, don't because what and i i feel for campground owners too because
1: it's just crazy because if jack was an rv he'd be too old right. to camp
0: but but sometimes especially the monthlies like usually there's a little bit more leniency if you're not a monthly resort yeah uh, but it, it, if you're if for the monthlies it, a lot of times what happens is people leave their rigs they're you know they're If it's a junked out rig, they leave it. And then that campground has to deal with disposing of it. And I feel for them for that.
1: Absolutely. And and so
0: if there, that could be a reason. Sometimes it's like you submit your pictures to get approved to go to this campground and like, and they're iffy on it. And like, if you're, to me, if your rig is taken care of and clean and, you know, intact, it's, you know, you haven't like, you don't have like boarded up windows or, or, or whatever, Um, which you know which happens to nice rigs too You you get a broken glass or something there are issues that happen I just they need to have these rules for legitimate reasons and not just because they're trying to limit clientele to the people with the money and the couples that are older that don't have kids and all that sort of stuff which unfortunately is sometimes the reason they're doing it
1: there you have it black tank for this week
0: do you want to know my fresh tank? I oh, could tell you gosh, my fresh tank. Oh, gosh. I
1: didn't even. Do you care? I was, no, because I was already on to the brain teaser that I just picked out. Um, what <laughs> is your <laughs> fresh tank? Uh, my
0: fresh tank is Army Corps of Engineers Campgrounds. And the, the folks that take care of them, are, you know. Rake are, are those
1: gravel. The
0: gravel in this. So every site has uh, here is a decent size and it's got a concrete pad or an asphalt pad. And then next to that asphalt pad is pea gravel, um, so you could set up a tent. <laughs> is the is pea funny? <laughs> is that funny to you, pea? <laughs> Just a little potty humor for you. <laughs> they rake the pea gravel because it's pea-sized, like you know the vegetable. I am aware.
1: I am aware of.
0: So there's pea gravel and there's like the picnic table and the and the. Firing and stuff. So they here they rake the gravel in like a pattern on all these sites. It's it's amazing. It's beautiful
1: and. This campground also offers some full hookup sites, which yeah. is also we spectacular we just for army part. I
0: accidentally book a full hookup site. Didn't They're, even know. <laughs> didn't even know. They and keep it a
1: secret here. They don't actually. When you look at amenities for this campground, and I think we can go ahead and say where we're at because this isn't coming out till the weekend. We're at Midway Campground here in Waco. Right a little on,
0: noisy from the highway. A little noisy.
1: But, we're right here on. Uh, sorry, I'm about to smack you in the face. Yeah. Uh, right here on uh, the lake. And when you first go to the website on recreation.gov, they don't make it apparent. They're not transparent with the fact that they have a limited number of full hookup sites. And unless you actually click on that site and then scroll way, way down, because even still listed, like at the beginning of the information, nothing about full hookups. We just happened to pick a site that had full hookups and we roll up in here and I'm like, Jay, can we, can we hook into this? Is this like, if we, is it usable? Is pretty, yeah. There's a sewer <gasps> hookup. Like, well, I, you know, sometimes I think maybe it's been decommissioned. <laughs> and if we were to plug into a it, sign. <laughs> you look, I think you know what happens when you assume something, yeah. right? Okay. So, <laughs> so I had to, to get on and, and, and figure it out, but there are, as long as you are not in the, and we'll talk about more when we talk about Waco, but, You know, as long as you're not in that inner circle of RVs and you stay to the outer circle, you get full hookups.
0: There, a lot of people ask us about when we mentioned that we've been to an Army Corps of Engineers campground. A lot of people have never been to one and have lots of questions. They are some of our favorite federal Mm -hmm. campgrounds. They are available to anyone. It's not, the Army Corps of Engineers is just, they're just they run them because they're generally on in places where they've the army corps has installed a dam or something like that.
1: Jason loves them so much. He made a tick about <laughs> this did. one. Okay. He ticketed it and talked <laughs> about the pee pebbles and
0: they, they, uh, they're just a, a typical federal campground, like a national park campground, like a BLM campground. Great they're, price. They're good price they're your, uh, senior uh, or access pass gives you a discount at them. And they're generally very well taken care of. The sites are generally huge.
1: Yeah. So thank you, Army Corps of Engineers, for having such wonderful campsites throughout the country. And you can
0: find them all on recreation.gov. Okay.
1: All right. Shall can we, we do the brain teaser shall now?
0: we Do the, Do you want to read the brain teaser <laughs> since you found this one?
1: Yeah, I can read it. Um, I'm editing it a little bit because okay. it's, it's overly long as they have, have put it together. It really okay? doesn't look long. But yeah, okay. No, I know.
0: Trust okay, me. Go for it.
1: So in this teaser, you have to find the odd ones out in the group of words, but there's a catch. Each group of words has two words that does not belong. So I'm going to give you an example. Lily, Jane, Tulip, Rose. So the first thing that doesn't belong is Jane, because that is not a flower. But Tulip doesn't belong. Also, that's the second one, because it is not a girl's name. Which now, could we could be, but... argue that.
0: <laughs> but so it's depending on how you look at it. Like, if you right. look at it as flowers, Lily uh, Jane doesn't
1: Correct. fit. And
0: if you look at it as names, Tulip, tulip doesn't, doesn't fit. fit. Gotcha. Given
1: inside the parameters of what they're giving you, Tulip is a beautiful name. And if anyone has named that, your name is lovely. That's a
0: great name. I got it. I got it. All right. All right. So
1: here is, I'm just going to give two. Okay, and then you have to figure out the two answers outside of of those. So the first one is Dodge, Ford, Lincoln, Hoover.
0: All right. I I, I got it.
1: The second King Earl Knight Bishop. This is for all my people out there who are listening to this while they're taking a walk, while they're on a jog, while they're driving in their car and they don't have access To pen or paper to be like PL squared times 72 divided by. This is a good brain teaser.
0: It's a good one. I like it. I like it. I I I got the answers. They're here.
1: I know you did. I got it. You didn't even need. like a math degree to do it Uh,
0: we'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the rv miles podcast
1: yes we will and as always if you are enjoying this show please pop over to apple podcast and leave rv miles a five-star review or share it with a friend invite them to come and join us every single week rv miles is all across social media we are on facebook instagram youtube tiktok please come join us there. And you know, we didn't do our ask of the week. So I'm going to drop it in here at the end of the show. If you have not had a chance to join our mailing list, we put out a free newsletter every single week. We would love it if you would go to rvmiles.com, click on the contact us in the menu and join our mailing list. We just rolled out last week, this section called RV of the week where we are featuring an RV from a RV Miles Facebook group community member. It's a really fun way to just kind of see all the different rigs that are out there and also to find out what people love and maybe what they don't love so much about their home on wheels. So come join us every week. Newsletter comes out on Tuesday. If you have any questions for Jason and I, we are at editor at RVMiles.com. But really the best place to find us is the RV Miles Facebook group. All right. Until next week. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe, be well, and keep logging those RV miles.
0: Bye, everybody.